In this episode of Movie Rollers, we talk about Madam Web and Drive Away Dolls. It's time for Movie Wallace. Hi, this is Joe. Hi, it's Rashmi. And yes, you as well. Movie Wallace is a weekly dose of film reviews, movie news and general banter in theatres, on DVD, online streaming or in the back of an airplane. If you love the movies, this show is for you. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Greetings. Back-to-back recording. That's why we're in the same clothes. as And we, drinking the same drink. <laughs> drinking the same drink as we were in the last podcast. And hopefully you can see that because once again, we're going to uh, continue this YouTube experiment for a while. Um, hopefully you enjoy uh, watching Movie Wallows that way. Um, please add us to your feeds and subscribe and all that good stuff. And Yazdi, boy, oh boy, <laughs> you are in a party mood tonight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I need to be topped off, but I'm fine. Good Lord, go get some more Prosecco, man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's all an act. <laughs> it's just uh, sugar water, right? Um, they go down very smoothly. Yeah. No, they, these are spritzes. Um, if you didn't catch our last podcast, we're drinking. Then shame on you. Then, yes, indeed. But um, I've, st- I've still got some of mine left. Yassi. Yes. Oh, not that I'm judging. Rush me. <laughs> Look, compare. <laughs> I think yes, that means Yasti had the hardest week. <laughs> I did. No. So of the three of us. Um, all right. Or I'm take, the closest to becoming an alcoholic. <laughs> as I take a sip of my spirits. Okay. Um, we have a couple of movies to talk about, Madam Webb and Drive Away Dolls. But I guess uh, since there's only two movies, we can do something we haven't done since last year, which is our usual segment of I Can't, I can't find, find Anything, anything to, watch to Watch on Video, on video on, on demand. demand. And that's where we talk about streaming picks and uh, things that are in our Netflix queues, things that we've watched, things that we think you should watch. All of the above and, and all of the services. So it used to be Netflix, but now we talk about whatever, wherever, if you can stream it. We'll talk about it. So, um, guys, what's what you've been watching? So I'm really happy to recommend a movie. It's on Netflix. It's about to leave Netflix. So get this soon. It is the movie called Good Time, which was directed by the mm. Safdie oh, brothers, yes. Benny and awesome. Josh. And it starred Robert Pattinson, Pattinson. Benny Safdie and Jennifer, Jason Lee, amongst many others. And this was just, I think this for me was the, turning point in recognizing that Robert Pattinson is actually a really good actor. Um, This is a phenomenal movie. This just had me, it engages you from the first opening scene right to the end. Fantastic movie. Good time. Not a fun movie, very serious movie, but really good. But it has the same tone as the other movie that the Safety brothers did with Adam Sandler. Yes. Gem, what was it? Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems, yes. It has the same tone. It, it's it, gritty. It, it, it kind of makes you anxious while you're yes, watching it. Yes, it's very it's, gritty. and yeah. It's probably the best example I can think of a, of a movie that just raises your general level of anxiety. I mean, I'm a, I was on the edge of my seat. I had a nut in my stomach. I was nauseous at some point yeah. with what was going on with the characters. Not because of, you know, like, you know, gore or anything like that but because of the sheer pressure of the it's moment. a pressure cooker the movie the way they dial that up they, yeah. they ratchet up, up you know it's and it's mainly got fantabulous. three characters in it for most of the movie but boy they're so good yeah. robert pattinson and benny safdie as his brother so good yeah and there's a casual um 
feeling to all of the performances there. Like the lines almost feel improvised, which um, tonally took me a little bit of adjusting to. But I, I, I did really enjoy how um, how natural naturally the whole thing flows. I mean, it, uh, that, that was, that's that's a great pick, Rashmi. Yes, thank you. What you got? So I'm going to recommend, a, I'm going to do something I'm go, which I haven't done before, which is I'm going to recommend a movie which ultimately did not work for me, but I'm still going to recommend it because it's so unusual and it's so, it has so much going for it. And the movie is uh, an or Amazon original movie called Foe, F-O-E, like Enemy Foe. And the reason why I'm recommending it is because it has two of the smartest, most promising, most good-looking actors of the current generation which is Saoirse Ronan and Paul Meskel and Ooh. they play husband That's and wife that sounds combo. really it's good fantastic and it's from the director of uh, uh, the movie Lion remember the movie yes, yes. yes. Dev so, Patel yeah with Dev Patel mm -hmm. so it's from Garth uh, Garth Davis who, who directed that and I think the movie's ultimate biggest fault is that it can't decide what kind of movie it wants to be it's a sci-fi movie it's set sometime in the future where um, artificial intelligence created people versus actual people cannot be differentiated Ooh. from each other. But at the same time, it wants to be a deeply, deeply introspective movie about the failure of marriages. And so it's, it's a weird juxtaposition. It doesn't all quite come together, but boy, those two people act their asses off. I mean, I'm like... They're so invested in this movie that it's just worth it to watch just for the two of them. Uh, it has a very kind of melancholy, sad tone, and it has a kicker of a twist at the end that you may or may not see coming, but um, it, it has so many things going for it. So even though the movie as a whole didn't work for me, I still remember it. I still think about it. Uh, and it's one I would recommend, especially if you like either Paul Mescal mm. or Saoirse Ronan. Love both, both of them. Yeah, yeah. it's a def And are they Irish in the movie? Because both of those those yeah. Are yeah. Yeah. actors are Irish yeah. By, yeah. by birth. Okay, that's good. I like when they play themselves. Yes. Joe, what's yours? Uh, well, I guess... Tenet. Inspired by... the. <laughs> Interstellar. Leave me, leave me alone, you two. Inceptional. Okay, I'll be quiet. I've Sorry. got Oppenheimer. The Majestic. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I'm not going to once again recommend a Christopher Nolan movie other than if you did want to watch Oppenheimer, it is available on streaming now. It's a wonderful movie. It is. Um, and it's going to pick up a lot of Oscars this year. So I'm happy about that. Yeah. That it will. So I am. I am too. Yeah. But... Um, Says, yes, he was like draining his glass. <laughs> Segwaying oh, no. over. Oh, look, Sawyer, our movie Wallace dog. Makes an appearance. Yay. Hello, Miss Sawyer. She doesn't talk very much. Um, she does not. She's not, she's not a great podcast dog. She's she adorable. might be a YouTube star. So, so wave to the camera, Sawyer. Sawyer, look at the camera. <laughs> look. All right. Well, while you two are distracted by Sawyer there, um, I'm going to talk about my pick, which is um, inspired by the fact that we are trying YouTube. And it's a, it's a web series that um, I've gotten Rashmi addicted to. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, on YouTube. On YouTube. Oh. And it's called Itchy Boots. Does it classify as video on demand? It's YouTube. It's YouTube. But it's free. Okay. It's, you don't have it's to free. It's I'm addicted free. to this. It's, it's a YouTube. Oh. Uh, so essentially this is a vlogger, right? A video mm -hmm. blogger. Um, her name is Norley. She comes from the Netherlands and she rides motorcycles around the world. 
there are unknown to me and you know, I'm, I'm interested in this because I'm interested in motorcycles, I'm interested in travel. And so this kind of two things collided in YouTube's And algorithm. we love the show Long Way Around right. and Long Way Down with Ewan with McGregor Ewan and Charlie... Charlie Borman, yeah. and where they rode motorcycles around the planet yeah. in different places. Great so, documentaries as well. So, n- so, it's just, it's, so this is a documentary? So no, it's, okay, it's a, it's a docu-log. It's, it's, a it's real. So oh, okay. Itchy Boots is about this single female who rides her motorcycle on her own through different countries. It's had seven seasons on YouTube. It's currently in the seventh season. And we are following her in real time. Yeah. Every two or three days, she puts out a video on YouTube. About 20 to 25 minutes, and usually. right now, we are, we've watched her go through uh, Cameroon, through... Um, Nigeria. Nigeria, through Ivory Coast, into uh, the Congo. Uh, Central into, African region. Central African Republic. Uh, in, and this is, again, these, these episodes are about 20 minutes long. Uh, you know, and that you know, it's her. She uh, there's, a, there's a couple of great videos. If anyone's interested, um, you know, send me a text message. I'll I'll refer you to kind of making of Itchy Boots movies where she goes through her process. But she really is. She's a lone female right now, riding through Africa on a bike, um, filming it as she goes. All of the challenges of roads that are not good, of the people that she might meet, officials uh, mm. at borders, at border crossings. It makes for such compelling it's viewing. It's fascinating. And it's, it's always anxiety-ridden because she is a lone female, you know, I mean... But how is she filming herself? She has, so she she has, has multiple cameras yeah, she, on her bikes and a, like a helmet cam and a GoPros. Yeah, it's like any kind of YouTuber. She, you know, she's got, she's got the equipment and you can do a lot these days with a couple of cameras. <laughs> as um, we as, can tell. You know, movie Wallace here is shot on my iPhone, right? So in, in 4K, um, which is, you know, incredible. So the, the equipment stuff is, is not um, the problem here, but the challenges that she has, as again, on her own going through countries, you know, uh, on a motorcycle, uh, it's always fascinating. And um, all I could say is just check out a couple of episodes and, uh, Find episodes of places where she's been that you may be interested in. Right now, it's Africa, and I'm finding it absolutely fascinating. She sees culture. It's not about the food. It's not necessarily about the people. It's about her adventure. But she's built up a huge following here on YouTube. Um, it might be welcome to last week for us as well, because, you know, we've recently discovered uh, Itchy Boots, and she's now, like, got seven seasons, so she's very popular online. But um, She started in India, so I'm eager to... Absolutely. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, and you it can it. dip in and out. We've dipped into some some countries that we're interested in. Um, and they're pretty short. They're, like, 5 to exactly, 15 they're minutes. Exactly. Like, yeah. and, and now they're usually, like, 20 to 25 minutes. Yeah, I think she's settled into kind of a 20 to 30 minute depending on what happens sometimes nothing happens right she, she right. gets on her motorcycle she drives from a to b but it's still it's not, fascinating but that she's on her own she comes across you know corrupt officials some of the time um she speaks multiple languages it's fascinating yeah. fascinating we're yeah. absolutely addicted like at least twice a week now joe's like it new itchy boots new is itchy out boots. yeah and we'll be like, like yeah we, have our dinner. we sit yeah. down it's the very first thing we watch yeah it's, kind of it's funny. great <laughs> So, Good choice, Joe. All right, so let's recap. Rashmi, your choice was... Good Time on Netflix. Yazdi, you had? Four on Amazon Prime. And I chose Itchy Boots on YouTube. So, um, yeah, plenty to watch. Um, all right, let's jump then into our main meal, which is the two movies. Which is standing between our main meal. And actually, it yes. is, yes, we're, we're once again, something we, we've 
kind of made a habit is following uh, Movie Wallace recordings, we go and eat um, Which no- is always fun. Noodles of some sort. So, yes, uh, looking forward to that. Okay, Madam Web and Drive Away Dolls. Okay. Tackle them in that order? Yes. Okay, so I have Madam Web, and unfortunately, Joe and I were unable to catch the screening of this one because we did something else, which we'll tell you about in a future podcast. Um, but Yazdi, you saw this one. Um, in a switch from the typical genre, Madam Web tells the standalone origin story of one of Marvel Publishing's most enigmatic heroines. The suspense-driven thriller stars Dakota Johnson as Cassandra Webb, a paramedic in Manhattan who develops the power to see the future Ooh, and realizes she can use that insight to change it. That sounds pretty cool. Um, Forced to confront revelations about her past, she forges a relationship with three young women bound for powerful destinies if they can all survive a deadly present. So this is um, directed by S.J. Clarkson, who I don't know much about. Um, It's written by Matt Sazama, Burke Sharpless, Claire Parker, and S.J. Clarkson. And it stars Dakota Johnson, Sydney Sweeney. Um, This has uh, Mike Epps, Emma Roberts, Adam Scott, Zosha Mamet, um, and Celeste O'Connor. Did I say that? Isabella Merced. 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 So, um, Yazdi, this is being panned on uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. 13% on the tomato... the mom, thermometer, thermometer by the critics, and only fifty-four percent for audience scores. Ouch! So, is it really that bad? You know, should I we th- erase your memory of this one? <laughs> no, you shouldn't. I think maybe I've said this before. Maybe the single biggest deterrent of anybody's enjoyment of a movie's expectations. Mm. So I didn't go, go, I don't know anything about Madame Web. I always thought that it's a weird title, but apparently it comes from the comic books. So I went in, into this with zero expectations and I actually enjoyed it up until the last 15 minutes oh. when it gets very corny. And it's like, I'm like, come on, right? Don't get corny because they, I think the movie maintains such a good like balance. Um, so I actually, maybe it's, maybe the reason I liked it is the reason most people don't like it, which is that it's so unlike a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. There is, there are no things blowing up. It's, oh. it's an origin story. It's about this woman who starts to realize initially she just thinks that people are repeating the same thing to her over again. And then eventually she realizes that she's able to go back in time, but oh. she has no control over it. It just happens sporadically. And then she realizes that sometimes helps her save people. And the way that whole thing is edited, the way the whole thing is maintained, and it kind of has really, I thought, very good production design because it's set in the 90s, then it moves into the 2000s because it you know, it goes over a period of time. And I think the other thing which makes me not hate this movie, I mean, this movie has just been savaged in the press, is Dakota Johnson. I think if... Dakota Johnson is a very particular person. She's not very versatile. She has this very dry... Almost deadpan. Deadpan. I know better than you. I am kind of, you know, she doesn't play cute. She doesn't play giggly. So I think if you're okay with that, then that's fine. And I'm completely okay with that. I love Dakota Johnson. I did not. In the last year, I mean, remember that movie she made... uh, where she's daughter, the mother. The forgotten daughter? No. She was very good in that as yeah. well, The Lost Daughter. Lost but, Daughter. But she did that movie about this guy. Anyway, the name will come to me. But she's actually, she's not fooling around. 
she's serious about being in movies and she kind of commits herself. So I bought into her persona. I bought into her. I believed her. The editing in this movie is really, really good. There is a scene set um, in a New York subway, New York uh, train station going into the train where it's constantly playing with time, where she's seeing what's happening you know, 10 seconds later, and she's trying to react to it. And then the thing repeats and she's trying to react to it. I think that kind of stuff, is, you can't just sloppily put that together. Mm. That needs mm. to be very carefully layered and done. So I actually walked out of this movie pretty happy. There is a whole massacre scene set in a diner to Britney Spears' Toxic, which is like, <laughs> they play the, I mean, they bought the very expensive rights, obviously, to that song. And so they played the whole song like multiple times. <laughs> right. And I love that song. So... I actually think it's it's a worthwhile movie. Did you guys ever see Ms. Marvel? No, no we, we never didn't did. Get to see that I one. did because I have AMC. Whatever. Yeah. And one evening I was born, and I uh, one weekend I was born. I like that movie too. So I think I don't know. Sometimes once people start hating on it, everybody kind of piles on. Yeah. Uh, I will say the end is is kind of you know I was rolling my eyes saying come on you know you 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 manage do better. do better I mean you managed to keep the right tone up until now and now you're going to get all corny and cheesy about it uh, but yeah I don't think it deserves the 13% score I would give it a 7 out of 10 okay okay yeah wow and you know I may that's more than you gave Argyle in the last show yeah for sure oh. really <laughs> yeah I, I mean I enjoyed it uh, because oh. maybe mainly because I didn't know where this movie was going right I'm like, are there, you know, people, are there people from other DC comics who are going to show up? And it's not. It's just a straight, flat out origin and story. Think, sorry, I was going to say, we always say this. Expectations has a lot to do with your yeah. experience of a movie. Yeah. Yeah. It really does. But I find, I find that the comic book movie ratings tend to be all or nothing. Right? Yeah. Be, either right. people love them or they hate on them. Yeah. But 54 is middle of the road. This is not 54. This no, is for the audience. Sure, no, but I'm talking about critics. So oh, think, yeah, yeah, okay. I think they either do really well critically yeah. because they bring something fresh in you or they get you know slapped around because they're just another comic book movie. So I, I, I don't know, I mean, thinking maybe that's, that's what's led to the low score here is that it doesn't bring anything fresh. Maybe, maybe. And I again, I'm, I don't know, I didn't know the story of... Madam Webb, and you know it's it starts in Peru, which is kind of interesting to me. Um, and I don't know, I don't, I don't want to get into there, but is this movie not doing well because it doesn't have any lead male characters? Like she plays Mad Madame Webb, who finds out she has the ability to go back in time, but it it just happens randomly, like I said, mm -hmm. and so she kind of de facto becomes the protector of these three girls, these teenagers, you know who for various reasons, people are out to kill. So she kind of becomes this motherly figure. So it's a very feminine movie. The director is a first time director who is a female director. So because comic book movies tend to be a predominantly young male mm. kind of realm, is this movie not doing well? Because, you know, guys are like, when are things blowing up? Like when is, when are people going to start kicking yeah, when, each other? When is a badassery going to come? Correct. And that kind of doesn't happen. The other thing, I, only other thing I would mention is that Adam Scott needs to immediately have a talk with his agent because I, I don't know what he's doing in this movie. You know Adam Scott from, <laughs> yeah, Pox, yeah, from love, Pox and Rec. Yeah. yeah, but we saw him in that, um, what was that fantastic series he was in on uh, oh, yeah. on Apple? Yeah, not, not Succession. succession. Uh, Succe no, uh, it sounds like Succession. Yeah, you know the one. <laughs> the, the set oh. in the office. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I'm yeah. going to find it. Yeah. Severance. 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 Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's, he's very good. He's really good in that. Yeah. Okay, so okay. seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Okay. And I, I would have normally given it a six, but only because everybody's beating up on it. I'm like, it's not that bad. It's very, very watchable. Seven out of ten. Okay. Yes. Next right. one. Movie number two this week, then, is Drive Away Dolls. So, yes, he has um, this one. Yes. So uh, the Coen brothers have their names written in American cinema history forever and ever for making incredible, amazing movies in the last two decades. They have made movies like No Country for Old Men and uh, Fargo. Fargo and so many movies. I mean, if they never did another thing, they'd be fine. Uh, they made a whole bunch of movies. The last set of movies they made, they made was uh, The Legend of Buster Scraggs, um, which, I was a, which I love, which is a little anthology of movies. Please, if you haven't watched it on Netflix, watch it like right now. It's amazing. Um, and then for a while, I think they just the two brothers, because they've been making movies together for like 25 years, I think. They just got maybe a little weary of each other, a little exhausted of each other. So they decided, I'm, each one decided I'm going to make, the, make my own movie. So... Uh, Joel Cohn, very famously, he's the one who's married to Francis McDormand. He made the Macbeth ad adaptation, which came out last year with Denzel Washington and Francis oh, McDormand. Right, yeah. um, and then uh, Ethan Cohen, with his wife, Trisha Cook, he decided to make the, in the other direction. And he made this movie, which is called Drive Away Dolls. Uh, that's an odd name. And we should mm -hmm. talk about the name of the movie. Mm -hmm. There is a history behind it. Um, but that's their that's their most recent movie. It opens, you know, it's opening in February, so it always makes you suspect. But uh, it's written by Ethan Cohen. Sorry, it's directed by Ethan Cohen. It's written by Ethan Cohen and Trisha Cook, his wife. Um, and the one-liner on IMDb is that Jamie regrets her breakup with her girlfriend, while Marion needs to relax in search of a fresh start. They embark on an unexpected road trip to Tallahassee. Things quickly go awry when they cross paths with a group of inept criminals. The movie stars Margaret Qualley, who is the daughter of and Andy McDowell, uh, Geraldine, and also married to Mark Ronson. Ah, if you're in the, really? in the whole music thing, yes. Ah. So she's the granddaughter of, never mind. Um, <laughs> uh, Geraldine Vishwanathan is in it. Beanie Feldstein, Jonah Hill's sister is here. Uh, Joey Slotnick, CJ Wilson, Coleman Domingo, who we know. From you know, Rustin. From Rustin. He's in this He's just movie. been nominated. And some delightful uh, cameos, which maybe we it, they're best not spoken about. Yes. I don't know. I mean, but they are, they're Pedro in the Pascal's cast. in this. Pedro Pascal's in it, as is Matt Damon. Yeah. So uh, what did you guys think of Drive Away Joe can go Should first. you drive away from it <laughs> or go for the ride? <laughs> um. I'll start off by saying this movie worked for me, um, but I kind of liked it in spite of itself. It reminds me of the earlier Joel and Ethan Cohen movies, where which didn't work for me. I know The Big Lebowski is legendary, and I'm probably going to get a ton of hate mail for saying this, but The Big Lebowski doesn't work for me as a movie. I've tried it more than once. Um, <laughs> Sacrilege! I know, I know, and I know it's like yeah. it's just one of those things where. Uh, the later works, I really kind of tuned into what they were doing. This feels like that kind of offbeat early stuff, and it almost feels like they need each other as directors to kind of balance out the tone because this just has a very... Um, it's like Burn After Reading, but less accomplished. It's it's madcap caper. Um, 
but that said, I like it in spite of itself. The the charm of the two leads, I didn't believe um, uh, uh, Margaret sure. Qualley for a second. Not not a second. I didn't really? be- I didn't believe in that character for a second. It felt we we watched her in Made, and she is a fabulous actress. But the way that she played this character for me just felt horribly forced. Um, and so I didn't fall in love with her as a character, which I think a lot of the movie kind of depends on. Um, but it's it it's like I said in the last podcast, it, it passes the laugh test. It, it get it, there's some really funny gags in here. There's some really funny moments. The situational comedy is very funny. You know, it has that kind of super bad feeling of you know the the, the thing that keeps going wrong. So I'll kind of stop there and say I liked it in spite of itself. Um, didn't love it. Exactly what Joe said. Joe, I agree with you 100%. This is super bad meets Pulp Fiction. Um, And it's not as charming. Um, It felt a little forced to me. And I think if they had not tried so hard, it's trying so hard to entertain us. The characters are trying so hard to be endearing. Um, It's just overacted a little bit by Margaret Qualley and by Beanie Feldstein. And I love Beanie Feldstein. Um, so I'm just reading, apparently, uh, Ethan Cohen and, um, Trisha Cook have written, actually, they said over the past 20 years, we've been writing this lesbian B movie trilogy, not really a trilogy, but the idea was to write three queer beer movies that they thought would never be made. And then they've gone ahead and made one of them. Excellent. So that makes perfect sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Um, it's entertaining. I just wish it wasn't trying so hard. It's trying so hard to be good. It's just shy of really good. Yasti. Yeah, I, I love the hell out of this movie. So I <laughs> could, are you are laughing your little, really? yes, your little belly I, off. I think it's I a was going to say you were laughing your tits off, but that felt like not. My big belly no. off. I, I think it's a question of tone. And I, I, now that you mention it, it clicked in my head. Of course, it wants to be a bit B movie. And I kind of somehow... Uh, I got on that frequency very early. I'm like, this movie is not even remotely trying to be realistic. It wants to be in that space of, you know, cr- like Fargo, like yeah. stupid people doing stupid Stu- things yes. and extreme violence. Like the way the movie yes. opens, I was like, oh my God, they're not going to do that. And they did it and yeah. then with the Pedro Pascal yeah. catch and they, and they kept going further. So I kind of calibrated myself to its frequency and I just had a f- I had a lot of fun with it. I think this is the kind of movie which is going to really offend, you know, the, the red states in particular because it's just filthy. It's filthy fun, and I yeah. and I kind of it's really filthy, and it's I, really it's I, really dirty. I adored it's it. It's very fruity. <laughs> I adored it for its filthiness because it was like let's it's push the. It's very raunchy. Let's push this and let's push this. I mean, it's trying. Yeah, it's going for Tarantino. It's going from earlier. Uh, Joel Judd Apatow. Not even, but maybe you know Cohen, the Cohen brothers as well. And now I understand where that sardonic, dry kind of ha- uh, humanity-hating humor comes from. It comes from Ethan Cohen. I mean, yeah. he's, he's the one. He's the one who's bringing all that acid yeah. to all, to all yeah. of the movies. So I appreciated it. And unlike the two of you, I mean, I adore Margaret Qualley. She she is she she's, a amazing. Great she's a great actress. actress. She was yeah. in. Uh, in the last Tarantino movie, uh, Once Upon a Time, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, she has this weird accent, which yeah, I, wrote, I loved it. I, I mean, hated <laughs> it. I hated it. I know. She puts on a very Southern accent. 
It's from horrible. the beginning. Yeah. So either you buy it or you don't. Um, and she's fearless, and I and I like her. You know, I like her for that. So I I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, I think we were all saying the same thing. It it was too much for you. It it was. I kind of went along for the ride. Yeah, I don't. It's not in service of the story, and I'm. I think I'm the prude of the three of us, and I find. I find nudity on screen offensive a lot of the time if it's not in service of the story. And there is one scene which is really funny and it's in service of the story when she's when she's like imagining when she was a young girl. I thought that was hilarious. (laughs) But other than that, it's just trying to shock us. And I don't like when movies try and shock us. I didn't for the sake like, of shocking us. I didn't feel, I didn't get that sense. I mean, I think it was trying to speak to the characters, you know, the, the, the kind of how, how liberated and, uh, you know, they think, you know. They don't one, care about yeah, It's one of these world. discussions that we talk about generationally, right, Rashi? Sure. Like, where I think there's a different, um, you know, the, there's a different mindset around um, sexuality than we experience in our generation. So I think it was trying to kind of say, you know, here's someone who's just free, right? Right, Just absolutely free with it. Um, and it feels a little overcooked, but I think there's... Yeah. there's, there's but it's, it's going for that B-movie overcooked, like a Pam Greer yeah, kind of movie from the right. 70s. It's just over the top, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's overly sexualized, overly violent. But I, I understand if, it, if, if, if the tone, if you don't resonate with the tone. Yeah. 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 I thought, I mean, I thought the acting of the two leads was good other than the terrible accent. Yeah. From, from Margaret Qualley. <laughs> that just put me off. I just figured why... Why does she have to have that well, awful Texan? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. what I'm saying is, why is it important for this person to have this over-the-top accent? Because yeah. it just, just takes amusing. away from yeah. the authenticity of the of the character. I didn't buy it. And yeah, that, and that's oh, really? a, that. That was just right from the get-go. I was like, this is not working for yeah. me. Same. I, I, I wish, and every everyone else has you know got that oddball feel to them. You know, the the, the hapless kind of you know goons that are. Uh, in pursuit which are really funny they're funny funny. so Uh, that stuff is really good and like it it reminded me of no country of for old men a little bit in terms of the bad guys being just yeah clueless and sadistic yeah i thought matt damon was hilarious in this excellent yeah i mean it's really i mean one more edit or a few minor changes would have made this fantastic i think what would really have elevated this would have been Joel Cohen, right? Yeah. No, but I think it brings in a balance because I think, you know, this this is too far over in the Ethan Cohen direction. If he is indeed the one that is, you know, brings this madcap and mayhem to their world, um, it needed to be just dialed back a little bit if that's what they were going for. But the B-movie thing... I mean, it does. It there's some shots that are really oddly timed, like the Pedro Pascal introduction yes. at the beginning. Like th- that felt very hesitant. Like there were moments when it was like, okay, wait, 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 wait. Then something happened, and it just it, the the pacing of it was was kind of unusual. But it, that made it feel smaller. And yeah, it made it feel more amateur-y. Um mm-hmm less kind of polished like a John Wick where everything clicks together in perfect you know balletic yeah, motion yeah yeah it's a good just, point so it had it had that feel even the the, the 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 look and texture of the film 
Um, you know, this isn't hyper color. This isn't, it almost felt like it was. But, but you even see period. This, the scene changes. Like they have this weird, like from the 60s and 70s where the whole whole screen kind of flips a few times. Yeah, yeah. So it's, got a lot, it's very gimmicky. It's, There's a yeah. lot of gimmicks so, in there. But I think it's trying to be deliberately, yeah. have that cheap kind of sensibility. No, it feels it. like a first movie. No, but it does. It feels like it's, like it's got all the. I know it's got all of, but it's got lots of like tricks and things and spinning yeah. things and things turning upside down and it's like when you first use PowerPoint, you wanted to use <laughs> no. every trick. No, they know right, what, Joe? Look, Joe's not. No, no, it's, it's, it's like really, it's like the doing. first time you discovered PowerPoint <laughs> and you discovered animation and you made every bullet point Animate. arrive in in some weird fashion. And they've used every single one of those things in this movie. But it worked for me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the other thing I really liked was that, um, you know, Margaret Qualley plays the one lead. The, the other lead is played by Geraldine. She, she's awesome. She's, she's awesome. She was in Blockers. That yeah. Movie. She she's was in a, lots of movies. Yeah. And the movie never once acknowledges her ethnicity. Like she's just called Marion. Yeah. She's clearly of Indian descent. Yeah. But they never mentioned that. We see her mom later on, uh, who who's, who seems African American. So I no, really, her aunt. Her aunt. Sorry, but I really like this kind of blind, ethnically blind casting. Yeah. Where, you know. So I, I think that's great. Like she can, she yeah. can play this role. Why not? Right. And and I think she. She's right for that role because she's, she's always so far felt a very inhibited character in everything she's done. So it feels kind of right for this role. And which is why when she stops being inhibited, it, it just it just comes, it's, it feels so jarring. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think. Um, and there's Miley Cyrus in this too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's got some Thank great you, moments. Thank you, because I, I knew it was, and I was like, wait, is that? And yeah, then I forgot the, to ask the question. The I first forgot. time I thought, is that Miley Cyrus? And then the second or third time, I'm like, oh yeah, that's definitely Miley Cyrus. Oh, she's actually mixed race, Yazdi. Geraldine Miss Yeah, she's oh. actually, uh, her father is a doctor who works in nuclear medicine okay. of Tamil descent. Her mother is, is from Switzerland. Oh, okay. Okay. So good. good a question for you. What, what was the... So the days are broken up by this like weird trippy um, like lava lamp type right. moment. What, yeah. What what was that? Oh, it was. Yeah. The what was that? Oh, so it was the connection. <laughs> I, I, it's a spoiler. Uh, okay. Okay. If it's a spoiler, we'll do it, then, we'll do it, then it has to do with Matt Damon's early life when he was high oh. on drugs and he was doing all these things and he all was right. high. Yeah. Right. Right. All right. right stop. Right. Stop there. Because yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't get. I didn't that. either. That was a little I lost kind of, on me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Initially, when it kept happening, I'm like. Well, that's kind of bizarre. Yeah, I was kind of <laughs> yeah. looking in my sodas. Like, is that LSD? You know? like, what did <laughs> yeah. I just take? Yeah. Okay, score. <laughs> Let's score. Uh, cool. Joe. All Joe. right. Um, we'll do a Yazdi sandwich. Yeah. Goodness me. I, I can't say that I didn't enjoy this movie, and I can't say that I wouldn't tell people to go watch it, because it, it, it is fun. Um, yes, it pushes buttons, um, but I, you know, like you, Yazdi, I think you, you often say it's the duty of film to kind of do that for us, do that to us, and you know, sure. So, uh, uh, as much as I want to give it a seven, yeah, I'm going to stick with a seven as well, um, even though I feel like it, it deserves a little more in terms of uh, it, its, its effort. But it didn't quite work for me. So yeah, Ugh, that's me rambling. Seven. Yazdi. Uh, 
once I started buzzing at the frequency of the movie, I just had a hoot and I could not have enough of the dialogue and the crazy... You were so giggly. Crazy, it was lovely. Crazy you don't shenanigans. Laugh. I, was, you I don't, don't usually laugh. You don't yeah. laugh. And I, I was like... Right. I was totally on, you know, on the... You were on the wave. I was on the wave. Um, the lava lamp wave. The lava you were, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's filthy fun. And I, I think we have become, I've said this again and again, I think we have become a bit puritanical in our movies. And I think there should be some movies yes. which are filthy... I, that you watch, you know, with other adults, like late at night. So, and not that this movie is pornographic or anything, not even close, but it, you know, it, it, it creates some very adult situations. And I kind of liked how much it pushes the envelope in terms of making you uncomfortable. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so I'm going to give it, if, leave the kids at home, yeah, leave, leave grandma sure. and grandpa at yeah. home. Oh, yeah. But other than that, you know, group of friends, if you, if you want to just have a hoot, just go watch it. It's a lot of fun. It's enjoyable. It's really pushing the buttons. It really worked for me. So eight and a half out of 10, which I'm going to back down to an eight right now, but I'm going to see how this movie settles, mm. you know, with time, because I haven't been able to forget it since we watched it. And I do want to say something about the title, but you guys uh, carry on. Yeah. Um, for me, it's a seven as well. I mean, I was hovering on the six maybe, but it but it's trying so hard. And, and for the few laughs that it gave me, and the fact that it's such a brave movie, I have to give it seven. Yeah. To so tell us about Dry Dolls. I think the worst thing about this movie is the title. Who, what, what does that even mean? Drive Away Dolls. And it, it's like, there's a drive away component in the movie. And so I kind of looked it up. Like, why, this is what such is a fun drive away movie. Dolls? Why yeah. not just give it some other catchier name? Well, the reason for that is because when, when they originally wrote it and they've been working on it for, for like 20 a, years, for 20 years, for decades, he and his wife, they wanted to make like a queer pushing the boundary B movie. And their original title for the movie was Drive Away Dykes. Ah, oh, okay. Obviously, at some point, you know, the the studio was like, oh, no, you don't want to no do way. that. You don't want yeah. that's an offensive term. Yeah. So then they kind of replaced dykes with dolls, but it doesn't work anymore. So just call it something else, right? I think so. there's something in the trailer or the credits where it. Maybe it, it shows that it flashes it for a second, and, and then, then maybe it scratches through and puts dolls, dolls or something. Yeah, so they speak so to that. It's the same thing with. I think it's in the credit sequence actually. Mm. It's the same thing with the movie Blockers. Yeah, it should have been Cock Blockers. Original title for the yeah. movie was Cock Blockers. And last minute, the, the, the studio got scared. And then, and then the movie was just called Blockers. But Which Blockers by itself doesn't sense. make any sense. Just call it something else. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, here we are. All right. Um, <laughs> well, I am out of spritz. Me yes. too. So that means... Me too for a long time. <laughs> yeah. I know, yes, this is thirsty work. You need to go top upon Prosecco there. Um so it's time to end the podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, let us know what you think of the movies. Let us know what you think of the YouTube format. Uh, please do like and subscribe. We will uh, hopefully um, make us famous, which is what we want. No, we don't want that. We don't want that. I don't know why I even said that. So like, I just want to do movie while this is fun. Yeah. No, maybe. No. I don't know. No. Well, I, I know. Maybe by saying I don't want it, it will come. <laughs> if I could fly on a private jet. Yeah, no, that's not happening with movie reviews, my dear. Um, uh, sorry, can I just correct? We <laughs> um, can take our cat on vacation with us. <laughs> can I just correct? Margaret Qualley is not, not married to Mark Ronson. She's married to Jack Antonoff. 
Oh, from the white stripe. Was from, it? Yeah, is but he, he from the uh, white stripe? But Jack Antonoff has produced all of Taylor Swift's recent albums. Ah, okay. so anyway. Okay, and you are a quite quite the Swift. The Swifty. No, I've you are. You are. No, I'm coming around to it. Yeah. Joe and Yassi yeah. have become quite the Swifties. Sure. What can I'll, I say? I'll defend, yes. Midnights was one of my favorites. It was a good album. My, probably yeah. my most listened thing last year. Yeah. I purchased How is that an possible? LP. I purchased a yeah, disc. LP, a disc, yeah. You it's bought great. it on vinyl? Yes. Dude, that's retro. Oh, I have a whole collection, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bought it on vinyl. That must have cost you a fortune. Vinyl's it's, expensive. It's like 20, 23 bucks, yeah. yeah. But I just have, I don't have like. Thousands of them, yeah. No, oh, I just stream now. Who has time to listen to vinyl? Cool. All right. Yes, um, while he's drinking his spritz. <laughs> oh, really? <Yeah. laughs> listening to Midnight. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you again for listening. Um, thank you for making it to the end of the podcast. Uh, we will be back soon with more. Until then, too many movies, too little time. A goodbye from me. And me. And me as well.